Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. This is part two of my episode with Naima Booth of Modest Necessities, where we're really talking about um, modesty in a way that's more beautiful than suffocating. And um, part one was last week about Naima's story and how she got into this. And this week, um, this part of the episode, I feel like is much more um, in depth about like what Tineas is and what Tineas isn't and how Tineas is different for different people and how um, even just like the concept of like dressing your body and how that could be such a spiritual thing. And obviously there's an overlap with that and intuitive eating and health at every size where like there's so many conversations that come up around like dressing your body and finding the right clothes that fit you. And I even said this in the show notes um, that like we try on clothes, we try on belief systems, right? We wear things we're not sure about. We say things we're not sure about. We feel things we're not sure about. And that's just really a part of the journey of life. And it was just a really great conversation. And um, I'd love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear if you gained anything from this episode or if you had any questions or if something came up for you or you wanted to share um, a thought about Tineas or something that you've learned or something that you've struggled with. And uh, you just wanted to share it, uh, feel free to email me at gilaglasper18 at gmail.com, or you could even send me a voice note at 570-878-3642. And if you are looking to make peace with food and really work on your relationship with food and um, use the 10 principles of intuitive eating and the concepts of self-care and health at every size, body positivity, again, you can reach out to me at gilaglasper18 at gmail.com. You could also schedule a 20-minute free consultation via my website, Um, We can work together one-on-one. We can work together in groups. And I have spoken in other um, places, schools, and organizations to speak about intuitive eating, health at every size, and just spread the awareness. I really do think that more people are looking for this information. And if you could um, like the episode, share the episode, leave a comment, rating, review, that's how the this information is continued to be spread. And I hope you're all having a great summer and having a great time transitioning from out of camp into no school or camp into school into Yantif. So I am right there with you. Okay, without further ado, here's the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I have come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. This was around forever, but just incorporating that into my life wasn't really necessarily such a thing. Um, I'm saying in terms of eating. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she really helped me with that concept, just understanding that you're going to want to be mindful to put things in your mouth that is helpful for you. And Mm -hmm. that's, then that's a form of self care Mm -hmm. Um, because 
you know, you want, you want your food to give you back. You want your food to give you energy. You want your food to give you, and you're worth it. You know, and when I thought about it like that, when I thought about it, like, wow, you know, I'm really nourishing myself. I'm really treating myself. I'm really practicing self-care when I am mindful about what goes in my mouth, then it brought it to a whole new level for me. It just, that was my motivation to want to eat cleaner and want to eat healthier and want to just think about like, do I want to eat this? Will this bring me joy? Will this bring me contentment? Will this bring me energy? You know, Mm -hmm. like all those things together. Right. Um, so yeah, so that was definitely, um, I don't know how we got into the conversation originally. Well, you said that that something got you on this health journey. Was it, you're saying that you don't want to have things in your house that you don't need? Was that like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That so was along the those lines, parallel? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That was the parallel. So along those lines, I think that also, you know, also with eating the mindfulness of just, you know, having things in your fridge or in your house, that's, that's helpful for you. That will yeah. provide you with energy and, and joy. Right. It's actually interesting that like so many people, they like when I work with people and they think they're like emotional eaters or like they just don't know what's going on. It's just that they they never really knew what they liked or like what feels good in their body or they're just like missing a little bit of information or like they're more like you said, like they don't they've never practiced mindfulness in terms of food. So it's just like I was always the type of person that just like ate whatever was in my fridge and didn't really think about how I felt, you know, right. 100%. Yes. A lot of people are like that. It was just a, it's such an interesting thing for it to be like an old concept that was just never introduced to me in my life or that I never thought about. Right. Like on the one hand, it's a good thing because like a lot of clients like obsess about food and they, they've been put on diets when they were young and they like, they can't stop thinking about food and they overeat, you know, they just can't. Most of the, most of the mindfulness that I saw, like, let's say with my teachers in school or was being mindful of their calories. And I was like, I never want to live like that. Right. Just see them like take a pretzel and jot it down on a paper. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that's what I saw. So so then to shift it to mindfulness being just things that are beneficial for you, things that are going to give you strength was mind blowing for me. Right. Totally. Um, I know that we had some other things that we wanted to discuss. Do you still have time? Yeah, sure. Okay. So like you were saying before about like helping people dress nicely and like tweens and stuff like that. And and I know you said that like you see patterns in your store with like certain, I don't, I know you don't want to like offend anyone or throw anyone under the bus, but if you could like generalize <laughs> like fine. people, people, people find it funny. I'll talk. Let me just preface it with this. Okay. Um, I think that being able to, and I'm also, I am very mindful when I put out content um, that is funny, that I find humorous, that I feel like it will not be offensive to anybody. I love your rooms. Um, They're awesome. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, so I think that making thing concepts that are heavy on people lighter and just allowing everybody to just joke around about it and realize that so many other mothers and women are just or girls are just going through the same thing is a really helpful thing. So Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things I'm going to say, and I think that when people hear this, they might really just smile inside and feel like, yeah, I'm going through that. Um, Often girls, when they're around in their tweens, um, sometimes they go through this stage where, um, and it really depends on what circles you're in. Like, and I think that um, as a side note, I think that it's very important to put your children with other children that have the same values as you if possible and it will be less of a struggle so mm-hmm. if there's certain standards that you feel comfortable with and you're putting your child in a sleepaway camp or in a school or in a certain class where they don't uphold those type of 
rules, then you can't really expect your child to just be the odd person out and be covering her knee three inches past her knee when everybody is just hovering or whatever it is. I'm just giving examples. Yeah. Um, you have to really have the expectations based on the environment that you put your child in. But yeah. often what the case is, is when they are in their tween years, you know, they kind of like want to, especially if they're with other kids that do this, they kind of want to like experiment, see like, oh, like, you know, maybe go a little shorter or whatever it is, you know, and the mother starts to get nervous and she says, no, that, that's not long enough. What are we going to do? You know, um, that's not good. Let me sit, stand, move. Let me see, you know, all these things. Right. And I say to them, do you remember your older daughter going through this stage? And now she's like post-seminary, like, no, ma, that's not long enough. When I move like this, when I move half an inch, it's not long enough. It's not this. It's not, oh, it's too tight. It's too this. I said, they all grow out of this. You know, if you're, if you're a good role model and you're putting them around kids that, you know, have the same values as you and in environments like that, they're going to grow out of that. It's just a little stage to see, like, you know, to feel cool or to feel like, I don't know, whatever, whatever their point is. Um, and usually they get to the point where they have the same modest standards as you know their family or surpass that even you know mm -hmm. so I feel like I feel like making light of the situation though is really helpful and I also feel like what's important is looking at like a holistic picture of CS in general um and I want to just give a shout out to I, I listened to a DMC a little while ago um I should say DMC podcast, not a DMC, yes, but yes. DMC on the DMC podcast with Alec Fletcher and um, what's the other person's name? Over Rifki yeah, 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 Rifki Solar. Sorry, sorry, Rifki. <laughs> um, they're amazing. So I listened to um, uh, bringing something like bringing back. We actually wrote it down. Something like bringing back your dignity. Um, yeah, there's a book. There's a book out, right? Reclaiming, sorry, reclaiming, reclaiming dignity yeah. by Bracha Palikov. Okay, yeah. I wrote that down because I really wanted to remember to say that. To give a shout out to that reclaiming dignity i think that's a very holistic approach to sneas and i think that it's a it's also a more just inner approach to sneas um i think that bar hashem the from world is now shifting to realize that that's not a good approach to just you know reprimand children about the you know one inch above their elbow or by their knee or just the little details of things even though the details the halachas are very important I don't think that the way to go about it um, to create positive change is by reprimanding them or just criticizing them. I think that in general to um, be a good role model and talk about the importance of the internal SNES and just being a SNES person and, you know, reclaiming your dignity, um, bringing out the dignity. There's actually um, wording on my website that says that modesty is not about, you know, covering yourself. It's about, exposing your dignity or showing your dignity i don't remember the exact words i really thought hard about how i would word it but i don't remember exactly the words now but it's something like that and i think that that's a really important message for people to realize that sneas is so much deeper than on a surface level and if we give that to our children um i think it also will help with their positive self-image um it will also help with their relationships with other people because it's in essence creating boundaries, also positive boundaries of like, mm -hmm. okay, this is where, you know, this is this is how I want to dress so that you could see me as a person and not as an object. Right. This is how I dress so that you could see the beauty of my soul. Right. Um, you know, things like that. And I think that that is a really important message 
for people to know, for girls to know that there's so much more than their clothes and there's so much more than their body. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to tell you that the Get Into It with Gila podcast is sponsored by OKClarity.com. OKClarity.com is the place for any Jew, no matter how firm or religious you are, to find a top-notch therapist, psychiatrist, coach, or dietitian, and it's completely free for you to use. OKClarity.com's professionals are vetted and have extensive experience working with the Jewish community. Yes, you can even find me there. If you're in the market for a therapist, coach, dietitian, psychiatrist, or the like, you want to check them out. If you don't find what you're looking for, they have a service where you complete a short form and they will personally match you, which I think is so, so cool. Important side note, if you are a wellness professional, I highly recommend joining their directory. Their team is amazing and I've received referrals immediately. They also really offer a ton of support. OK Clarity also has an amazing WhatsApp status with over 7,000 obsessed followers. And yes, I am one of them. Their WhatsApp is a free way to improve your mental health and they post really great humor. So you'll laugh too, which is really, really important for our mental health, right? If you have WhatsApp, shoot them a message at 917-426-1495. Again, that's 917-426-1495. Have a great day. Right. And, and it's important for them to incorporate that into their psyche, into their lives. Um, and um, just think about that regularly when they're when they're dressing sneestically and acting sneestically. Um, it's it's really like a it's a very it's a very deep you're tapping into something really deep and really big. That is that why you wanted to put modest in the title of your company, Modest Necessities? Because it's like so, so like it comes first. So I'll tell you, I honestly didn't put it in there because of that. I put it in there just for SEO, search mm -hmm. engine optimization. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a really nice concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really no, because nice I could think, I could think that like, because you said before, like SNES has always been like a, like a topic where like people don't want to go to that sheer because they're like oh my gosh not sneeze again you know and it's like so it's like so modest right. has like sort of like this not cool connotation but like now like you're saying it like that it's like it's so much a part of your it's your brand is is actually modest you know right right yes 100 but originally just to be honest like originally yeah. it was just it was just for search engine optimization which has been proven to be very a very yes. smart choice <laughs> that's really interesting that's really really interesting um, and can I just ask you, did you always have a connection to SNES? Was that always like something easy for you? So that's so interesting that you say that. Um, I actually grew up more modern Orthodox, um, but definitely more to the right modern Orthodox. Like, I don't know, I'll just throw out some examples. My mother always covered her hair, like wore skirts, you know, things like that. Similar to me, probably similar to me. Yeah, probably. Well, we went to the same high school. I don't know right, we went to Batora. Yeah, yeah, right. That's really funny. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess like you know more stern YU type of a shop, I guess. But but definitely like the elementary school that I went in, that I went to was more to the left. Most people were more to the left. Mm -hmm. Um. So that so that was a struggle for me for sure. Um. Be like I said before, being put in an environment where everyone's wearing jeans, right? Everyone's going to co-ed sleepaway camps, right? And you're not supposed to. You know, you're supposed to go to Sternberg and shout out to Sternberg yeah. and um, you're wearing skirts and whatever, whatever other parameters. Um, so, so that was definitely hard for me in elementary school. The funny thing is that because I never went to like a base Yaakov, um, I didn't have the same sensitivities until I got older and sent my kids to base Yaakov. Um, I would say before that, actually. But before that, I kind of like grew into that throughout the years since I got married or even, I guess even post-seminary, it really started. 
but um I didn't have like a sensitivity to like that idea it was more like I knew Tania based on like covering your elbows covering your knees you know like it wasn't it wasn't like and, and I happened to be like an extrovert through and through so louder personality in general um which sometimes isn't so tenuous, like if you don't channel it properly but I never was sensitive to that at right. all right. um I'm, I'm just thankful that we didn't have social media when I was in high school I you totally know, get that. It yeah. just would have been like very out there, like very just open with anything that was going on in my life or, right. you know, just not having a sensitivity to it, not, not in a bad way, but um, it just wasn't something that I grew up with. It was something, not never something that was highlighted to me um, in my upbringing and my background and my education. Um, so, and I think that later on, I mean, just based on, I wouldn't say that it was like a struggle for me, but I would say based on certain things that people have said throughout the years, because I have to just say, I grew up in Muncie, okay? And it's a very like mixed community in terms of meaning there's like, there's more modern, there's more yeshivish, there's Hasidish, you know, and you're kind of exposed to everything, especially if you're in my background, maybe if you're more from the Hasidish background, you're only with Hasidim. And maybe, and even maybe if you're, more from the very yeshivish background you're only with yeshivish but right. i guess i had the advantage and i think it was an advantage because i do think that i see the world in a broader picture um of let's say going to a more modern orthodox school living in a neighborhood that was more a little bit more right wing like mostly most of the kids in my neighborhood really did not go to my school mm -hmm. um and fusing the two worlds like and you want to feel like you fit in you know, so sometimes, I don't know, like there were certain comments that were made to me. I'll tell you one, I'll tell you one specific thing that happened to me that just made me aware of something. Um, so I did wear short sleeves until I think until I was like maybe um, 18. Okay. I wore short sleeves. I wore skirts, but I wore short sleeves and I didn't always wear like you know, at a certain point, those big baggy like t-shirts were in. I don't know if they were in or they if they were a bat Torah thing, but we, <laughs> we just wear like oversized like t-shirts that were kind of like covering our elbows or by the elbows, but they were just big baggy. But when I would go out with friends, I didn't want to look like schlumpy like in school. So I would wear like fitted short sleeve shirts, you know, ca not cap sleeve, but like, you know, just short, yes. short sleeve fitted shirts. Now I worked in a bungalow colony when I was about 16 years old, 16 and 17. I worked with friends in a bungalow colony and it was a more right-wing bungalow colony. Um, and I, that was my wardrobe. Like a lot of my stuff was like these really fitted short sleeve shirts. Um, and I didn't have a sensitivity to the fact that like, and I guess I was a little bit clueless because I didn't really, I don't, I'm not the type to look around always at like, what's everyone else wearing? What's everyone else doing? Like, that's just not my personality. I just kind of like, am part of things, right? But I didn't realize like, oh, no one else is like dressing this way, you know? Um, so the head counselor came over to me and said like, you know, we really don't wear like tight shirts like that, or you really can't wear that. And it wasn't like a struggle. I was just taken aback. Like, I just didn't realize. I Maybe this sounds silly talking no, about it. No, it doesn't sound silly at all. Saying, speaking about it now like it just the reason why I'm saying it sounds silly because why don't you notice like what everyone else is doing that was just my background my background was different from the rest of the people there so I just right. didn't know it's like when I went to Sternberg the first time 
I didn't know what a biz skirt was. And I came in like these denim, like knee length skirts and, you know, whatever. I was basically the, you know, I was, they were trying to be Makara of me. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. <laughs> And I didn't realize, like, I'm like, wait, what? Right, <laughs> like, oh, totally. Like, I don't, but I just, I, I didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't in the know of the dress code just because I came from a modern Orthodox background. That's why. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize. So obviously, like, to be respectful, like, obviously, I didn't wear that. I wasn't going to wear it. So it wasn't like a struggle for me. Like, I wanted a dress, like. Provocative. It wasn't on purpose. Right. Or in a non-CS way or anything like that. Um, It's just. That's the way, that's what I was brought up with. That's what I saw. That's how I dressed, you know? Um, There was another time that actually, I don't know if I should say this or not. Maybe don't, when in doubt, throw it out. Um, But just to to put it out there that, you know, like, and that's also along the lines of looking at it more holistically, like not to be judgmental when you see people maybe that are in your shul or in your school that, don't necessarily have the same SNES guidelines as you, not to judge, like just to think like maybe- You don't know, you never know. Right, a lot of kids and um, a lot of people, they don't do something to be specifically to be rebellious or disrespectful. Right. Uh, Often it's just lack of education or lack of sensitivity. Totally. Um, So, and I think that throughout the years, I became more and more sensitive to different things. Shout out to Beno Spaciaco because they really, they have given a lot of um, parent workshops about SNES in general. I'm saying about just being more inner than out there um, about teaching our girls what a princess they are um, about just all those concepts that are really important, important and crucial to um, being a balanced basisrael SNES mm-hmm. um, and feeling good about it. So it was like organic for you, the growth of I like, so. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really think it was. I also, um, one other thing, like when I first got married and I what, even though I told you I wasn't obsessed with fashion, but I was always into fashion. So I always liked to dress a little bit funky. Um, and it happened to be that my husband's wife, my husband's, sorry, my husband's friend's wives, husband's wives, my husband's <laughs> friend's wives were very conservative, like dressed uh-huh. very conservatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I guess I was older and did recognize the difference wow, you know, like, yeah, no, no one wears leather here. Right. Um, no one's wearing like tie up shoes, you know, no. right. at this point, it wasn't, I wasn't dressing. I wasn't wearing tight. I wasn't wearing, you know, like everything was really sneeze through and through, but funky, like really, really like, bright colors, you Out know, there. In, like black, gray, like, yeah. muted, you know, right. Yeah. You know, I was just, um, so I kind of, I kind of grew into what I felt comfortable with at that point, you know, so it was really, it was really from the get-go organic, just different stages of what I was comfortable with, different stages of also like what community I was living with and what I would feel comfortable. I don't, I don't think that it's also sneeze to stick out in a community. Right. Because then you're really, you know, drawing attention. Exactly. You really draw attention to yourself. So I think like based on the community that I was living in, based on the circles that I was involved in, I really fine-tuned it to be appropriate and still right. feel myself, you know? That's part of, like, being an adult, you know? I really feel like that. 100%. Like, that's um, been a struggle for me um, because, like, I grew up very similar to you, uh, but, like, different also because I grew up in Scranton and then I transitioned to Teaneck for high right. school. Right. Um, but my family was always a little bit different than Scranton, you know? Um, and, like... 
CS was like exciting for me in a way in seminary, but then it was like when I came back to America, I felt really um, torn because like standards are just different in different places, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you want to be a certain standard, but like you also don't want to stick out in terms of like maybe dressing more to CS. You know what I mean? And then you're like flipped out. Right. You're not sure if you're flipped yes. out. You're not sure if you're like grounded or is it real? Is it not real? It's like a whole mix of things, you know? Um, so I feel like, and I've heard a lot of people say this, like Revitans and people who are talk about SNES and maybe even on the DMC podcast that like SNES is about growth. Like you don't, the way that you dressed when you were 20 probably shouldn't be the same way that you dress when you're 30 or 40 or 50. And that's not like, that's not because you're a hypocrite or you're contradicting yourself. It's like SNES is about growth, like anything. A hundred percent. That's also definitely something that I, that I have spoken about that I've made reels about, um, about dressing like you were you know, like a 60 year old coming in and saying like, well, 18 year olds be wearing this. And the truth is that you do see a lot of that. No judgment if you do, you know? Yeah. Um, I do feel like most women, when they get to a certain age, like feel more comfortable dressing a little bit differently than a teenager. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, they feel, they feel like they, they're dressing more dignified. They're dressing more. Older. You know, exactly. And without dressing like a bubby. <laughs> exactly. No, like you, you, we were it's saying like before. Like, but um, yeah, exactly. Like a, a different. Um, but I think that we shouldn't beat ourselves up about like, did I do the right thing? Wait, am I sticking out? Am I this? Am I that? Mm-hmm. It's good to mm-hmm. think about it. And it's good to be mindful without, with being balanced, without overthinking things and without beating ourselves up about, you know, not following the standard of our community or not following the standard of what we feel comfortable with at a certain point. It's okay. Tomorrow you'll do better. Tomorrow right. You'll exactly. Be better, so you'll be even better. That's right. what, you know, that's what life is. It's really like a growth journey in every, right. in every direction, in every field. You know? Right. Like if you go out dressed a certain way, yeah. And you come home and you're like, wait, was that like, oh, I didn't realize that I got home and I realized it. And then you're like, okay, it's not a big deal. I won't wear this outfit anymore in this community. Like it doesn't have to right. be like, what's wrong with me? Why did I blah, blah, blah. Like it's kind of probably- like, honestly, it's kind of like going to an event and realizing that you're underdressed or overdressed. Right. right? you're not going to think about it from now until eternity. Okay. So you were a little bit more casual than the rest of the, you know, people at the dinner, or you were a little bit more overdressed. Fine. Move on. You know, I think that's just a good life lesson in terms of body image in general. Like clients will be nervous about like, I'm not seeing someone for a while. And what if I walk in and they notice I gained weight and I'm like, okay, what happens when you're in a room and someone walks in and you notice they gain weight? You're like, I noticed they gained weight and I'm like, okay, then what happens? Like, I forget about it. (laughs) Like we don't have to, like we fixate so much on the way that we look and the way that we present. And it's obviously important to feel good in your clothes and feel good in your body and take care of yourself. But like really, really, truly, yes, people notice changes in your body when they haven't seen you, but then they like move on and we should move on, you know? But I think also just in the same, um, in line with that, I think that people should dress for their body. Like when your body does transition, let's say someone does gain weight, you're not going to wear the same clothes that you did when you were 10 pounds or 20 pounds later, because right. you won't look as good and you won't right. feel as good. Right. So I feel like people should, you know, people have to, um, I think it will be, I shouldn't say people should or have to. What I mean to say is it will be beneficial for people if they do just accept their new body, whether it's post-pregnancy or just gaining weight or whatever it is. Or getting older, people yeah. like body changes. Bodies change in all different ways, not just waking. Exactly, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever the body changes are, just to accept it, even if it's for a short period of time, and to get one or two things that look, especially if it is a transitional time and it's not going to be forever, to get a few things that just look good for that time, just so that you're not looking in the mirror and thinking like, oh my gosh, I gained so much weight. If you're dressing for that new body, whatever it may be. 
um, you'll just feel good about yourself no matter what. So, and I think that that's, I think that that's really important and goes along with the lines of mindfulness, meaning maybe you have this new body, maybe it's temporary, maybe it's permanent, whatever it is. Um, but if you're mindful about what you buy for that new body, not for the body that's in your head, right? for your 15 year old body or your pre-pregnancy body, right? A lot of people also do fixate on, well, I, I was always a two my whole life. I'm like, okay, I don't mean to sound harsh, but now you're not like, so just now deal with the body that you have now, which is also beautiful, just different than it was before. It's okay. You know? And if you want to, if you want to go back to, you know, if you want to work at being more toned or whatever it is, whatever your goals are that you feel like will be helpful, beneficial for you, that's fine. You could work towards those goals, but just right now, just dress for what you are right now. And you'll just be happy when you get dressed in the morning right now. Right. Right. It's a lot about acceptance and a lot about like, I think like we were talking about this, like transitioning our beliefs about like skinny bodies and fat bodies and everything in between. Like, like just because you were a size two, like you could still be beautiful at a size 12 and 20. Like, yeah, like it, you're going to have to dress differently. The clothes are going to fit you differently. Um, you It might even be like a different body type at that at that point that you need right. a totally different style. But like, but I, I say this to women all the time. Like you could look at it. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, a woman could walk in the room who's like a size two and she's like wearing an oversized dress and she, her face is like, tired and she just looks totally out of it and she doesn't look pretty at all and then a woman who walks in who's like you know bustier curvier size 20 looks awesome her face is bright her clothes match her her body it's like she looks beautiful I'm not judging anybody I'm just saying hypothetically speaking like it's really true like you see it with women who who dress like they love themselves you know who dress for their bodies I have to say that Mary Marciano actually did an amazing job at um dressing for your body types i actually used her content obviously i um you know tagged her and everything but i used her content um i had this series on um flatter me fridays that's what it was called flatter me fridays and dressing to match your body type whether you are broader on top and on the bottom or whatever it was um and it's like i'll give you an example i look very good in shirt dresses okay so now i know when i go shopping for myself or when I bring things into my store and I feel like there's a shirt dress, that's what I'll gravitate. My head is already like, okay, I know my body looks good in shirt dresses. Look for that. So I'm not like sifting through and being like, will this look good? Will that look good? If you already know beforehand that you look good in only waisted or you look good in only, you know, boxier tops, right? Mm-hmm. So then you'll shop for that with like a clear, like a clear mind that is focused on what looks good on you and you'll end up looking good for the body that you have. Right. So it's really thing for sure. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, what, know the pieces that look good on you and shop for the body that you have and the colors that look good on you too. Right. Right. So as I'm wearing black. (laughs) Right. Right. It's true. No, it's really true. Miriam taught me that also she came to my closet and she's really good at that. And also really good at tying it into like body respect, loving yourself, looking good, you know, feeling good about yourself. Um, And I think that that's like so beautiful and so powerful and it really makes a difference. And like, I even feel like talking about like mindfulness and awareness and body awareness. I feel like now I have more clarity walking into a store and knowing like that just won't look good on me, even whether it's my size or not, it will hug me in a weird spot and I won't be comfortable. Like, you know, like I always say this, I've said it on the podcast before, like Evelyn Tripoli, one of the authors of intuitive eating, she gives Mm -hmm. this piece of advice, like go to a store, try on the sizes that you are, but in a range, 
8, 10, 12, 14, whatever, whatever you could be different in every store. And you try on the, the one that you think is probably your size or maybe bigger just to give yourself some leeway and try it on mm-hmm. first and then look in the mirror. See, move around, move your arms, see if you can move, see if you feel comfortable. If it's not comfortable, don't buy it. Don't even look in the mirror, you know, which is hard. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> or like even like undergarments, like if those are hugging you and you're just getting a message from your clothes all day, like you don't fit, you don't deserve to buy undergarments that fit you. Like it's mean. It's like really body torture, you know? Right. And it makes yes. you feel bad. hundred percent. And it's such an interesting thing how clothes could transform. Like if you want to look a certain way, clo- it's unbelievable how you could put on something that's ill-fitted. And that makes you look 20 pounds heavier and that fits nicely and well and is the shape for your, like fits the shape of your body. And you could look like, just like the potential you that you want to be like, you will look like that, you know, Mm -hmm. just by, just by the clothes that you wear. You don't even have to do anything. I actually did a, I actually did a, I don't think it was a reel, but it was like a kind of like a slide um, on how to lose 10 pounds in five minutes. And again, I'm not promoting, you know, that but I'm but most people do like to look the best that they could look okay and if that's most people you know, think skinnier is better that's what you're saying so you're using like um you're okay, using yeah. like fine most people think that skinnier is better but or most people think that I'm not gonna say skinnier weight loss cells let's just say that okay fine so the point was that um I just showed like let's say somebody wearing a, the same body in like two different dresses and it's just when you wear something flattering you just look it looks flattering. (laughs) It doesn't look, you don't, it's not, you know, when people say, oh, that's so flattering on you. Right. They don't mean like, oh, you know, you look like a size two. They just mean like for the body that you have, it fits you, it fits your body, however your body is. And I think that that's such a power of clothes that they could do that. that They could flatter you when you choose your clothes. Right. So I think just to leave the listeners, like I, this is a topic that comes up like probably with most of my clients, 90% of like but I just don't have clothes that I just don't, I just don't like what I am. I don't fit into my clothes anymore, or I don't know what to do or blah, 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 all that stuff. And not, not blah, blah, blah. Cause I relate to it so much because like, I don't have, um, a, I don't have a body that fits into me as clothes. I just don't. So like right. when I go to the stores locally, um, I get really frustrated and thank God Miriam helped me. And, um, you helped me a lot with like one of my kids. Cause like, I get so overwhelmed by those stores. I'm an out of towner at her. And like, I just, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. And like, you really need help. Like if you don't, if you're, you're it's not a natural thing for you, you need help sifting through the, you know, this stuff. And like, now I just feel like I tell this to clients all the time. Like there's, there's, I don't know all the answers, but like, I do have like people like you and people like Miriam and like also color, like people who do color analysis, like there are ways to feel beautiful in your body that are, that don't equal weight loss, like dressing, you know, finding people that can help you with your clothes. Even if it's like new makeup, getting your nails done, getting a massage, like taking care of your body in a way that, you know, getting new shoes, like, like, you know, like, you know, your size. By the way, a hundred percent. I just saw this post on Pinterest. I've had a make your house look better without redecorating it's like paint your doors do the it's all yeah. those little things exactly yeah. what you're saying get see these earrings yeah I got them because there was one point where I just felt like I need something to like brighten up whatever I don't you know and um 
I think that that's important what you're saying those little things get new shoes get new accessories get you know even if you even if you have that one dress that looks good and you're just like I'm so bored of this yeah bored of this outfit you could do things that make it look different sometimes belt it sometimes wear it without sometimes wear it with a crossbody bag different shoes you know like a shorter shape a longer shape whatever it is will change the look and not make you bored 100 right so everyone go to neiman blue store modest necessities because i can't help you with the fashion stuff that's not modestnecessities.com and it's located in long island and you have store office hours but we can post on the on in the show notes and um neiman's really helpful and really personable Um, I want to thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I want to say one last thing. I'm so happy that Baruch Hashem, the firm world is moving in the right direction in terms of from fashion that's inclusive, that not only has more sizes, but hopefully with my input and hopefully a lot of other store owners input um, to create t-shirts, to create dresses, to create clothing that really fits a wide range of body types. I'm not talking about plus size versus non-plus size or things like that only. I'm talking about just some people that are curvier, some people that are, you know, don't have any shapes, whatever. There are all different types of body types that need clothes to look good on them. And um, that's one of the things that I do when I shop for my season is I say, okay, I have things for people that look good and wasted. Now, what about people that don't look good and wasted? Show me what, you know, and I try to get the variety. Um, we don't have the, the from modest clothing um, world doesn't have a huge variety right now, but I think we're moving in the right direction to get there. Um, So kudos to everyone, all those manufacturers, um, all the wholesalers, all the people that are in the position to be able to help in that way. Um, May you continue to do that because it will really be such a help to everyone in the community and really bring a lot of bracha into your life. If you help people feel good about sneas and good about themselves, good about their bodies. Um, That's so true. I'll give a shout out really quickly to your store, Modest Necessities. I also really like D-Rama. I like Impact Fashion a lot and I like her messaging a lot. And now I heard about the perfect fit. Those are all good stores that have size inclusive clothes that are nice and that fit people's like human bodies. And <laughs> Japeril and Japeril has really nice clothes that are affordable. And I really just appreciate it because I've gotten, I've actually gotten some new clothes. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. Have a great Thank day. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy. This was so much fun. I love everything you said. Thanks so much. Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.